0: Bears coming with the blitz. Rodgers sees it, floats it down the middle. It is caught. Valdez, Scantling, going to go all the way. Touchdown, Green Bay. 72 yards. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily. On the BetQL Network, Joe Giglio, Chris Ranji in today for joe O, and we got a lot to get to coming up next hour we will have ryan horvat of bet mgm tonight on his box game six tonight trying to close out the nba finals and coming up at 11 o'clock ryan mcdonough will join us our odyssey nba insider to talk all things game six but chris we are just what a day away from some nfl training camps opening we are a week away from basically every team opening that they're going to do like a a midnight madness thing where everyone kind of opens in the same day. So football is here, and we got a hit on who's going to lead the NFL here, rushing, receiving yards. We'll get to that in a second, but let's just chat for a minute about what we just heard and saw. Adam Schefter and the report that uh the Packers offered Aaron Rodgers a contract extension that would have made him, you know, the highest paid player. And it sounds like from uh, Adam Schefter, Chris, that uh, Adam that Rodgers said, "Nope, no thanks." Well, um, if you were
1: wondering, and I know Schefter said this in the tweet, if it was about cash, it is definitely a not about that for Rodgers. First things first, I think that if he really wanted to, it, as far as finances go, he's more than comfortable with what he's already made in his career. So if he just decided, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I'm not going to play anymore. I'm going to go host Jeopardy or whatever. Um, he would be more than happy to just go do that but this is about like how he feels he's been treated and how he feels like the packers have not done enough to support him over the last few years and you know what as, as much as he can rub people the wrong way he's right like i mean he's the, the packers have not done enough for him for for a guy who is their franchise and and a guy who has carried them They have not done enough to support him. They've not done enough to support him defensively. Um, Obviously going and drafting a quarterback last year pissed him off. And I totally understand why, because he was looking for some help and they didn't do that. Um, So I I think that situation, that relationship, totally irreparable. And this is evidence of that. It just, I I don't know if any amount of money would have kept him there.
0: Yeah. And I think what you just said there, irreparable is is the right word because if they're offering him a contract that is uh, you know extra 2 years tying him to green bay for 5 more years as the highest paid player th- there's all the security he- you would think he'd want if this was about security if this was about making sure he's the guy it's not just going right. to be like oh one more year we're getting rid of you and we're going to hand it over to jordan love because that was our plan anyway you know he'd be in control like th- there'd be no way they could get rid of him for you know probably at least 3 or 4 years depending on how the contract is structured he'd be the guy long term chris this tells me it's over that that he's not playing there this is not going to end um you know the way they want the way maybe a lot of people around the nfl thought it would now it's a matter of what's next right like if they offer him the contract which would be the the monetary kind of bonus to 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 get him to come back and and play nice and he says no like where do we go from here because you know maybe he'll hold out maybe he won't but if he's not staying and he's not accepting the deal, I have to think at some point, these sides got to go their separate ways.
1: They do. Um, I just, I, I don't know how they let go of him now. And they, they could make a deal with another team because there are a lot of teams out there, obviously, that would, would jump at a chance to have him. Um, many teams are set at quarterback, but they're, most of the teams are not. So um, I think just about anybody would love to have him. The, the problem is, I think they are running into now is they have damaged this to a point where I, I think he's almost, and I'm not inside his head, but I feel like he's spiteful. I feel like there's a there's a little bit of spite in him. And you you mentioned the phrase, this is not going to go the way you want it to go. And the first thing I thought of was a couple of years ago when Giancarlo Stanton, uh, the the Marlins were trying to trade him and he was already pissed off at them. And he told Derek Jeter, this is not going to go the way you want it to go. And they had worked out a deal with another team and he said no, because he had the, he had the authority to tell them no. And I feel like Rogers would do the same thing here. I, I feel like he just he he probably wants to make it hurt a little bit. First things first, he wants to be happy, but I think he'd also like to stick it to the organization if he has an opportunity to do that.
0: I think you're right. And, and the John Carlos Stanton example is a good one. And and this spitefuls is, is a fair word, uh, vindictive maybe a little bit with Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he's going to do it his way. And, and right yeah. now, the, the Packers are at 16-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, plus 1,600. I, I would stay away from all Packers' futures right now. I, I know we're going to talk about rushing, receiving in a second, and and who might lead the NFL with those combined numbers. One of those guys is Aaron Jones. I, I, I can't touch it. Like, anything Packers-related, Chris, when it comes to this season, because of the uncertainty with Rodgers, I – I don't even, I just can't, I have to stay away from it. I mean, now my mind starts to go to right, where does Rodgers end up if he's moved? And like, could you get some value if you, if you guess correctly on on where he goes? I mean, he, he's the best or second best or whatever you want to rank him quarterback of the league. He was the MVP last year. And now we don't know where, we still don't know where he's going to play. I, I just, I can't bet anything Packers with, with all this going on
1: i i guess unless you're getting like, like the the prices change dramatically and you're getting something crazy in in terms of value before a deal's even made before he's even sent somewhere else i guess maybe you might want to jump on that but i don't think that's going to happen um but i'm with you i, I and, and it's funny because you mentioned aaron jones that's of, of, of all these guys we were going to talk about here in a moment that was one that was actually my my most intriguing i think well i had two that were pretty intriguing and that that is one of them this is making me rethink that a little bit but i don't know if i'm going to uh to jump off that yet i know we'll get to in a second but um as far as the team futures go as far as what happens this season what happens in the nfc north i'm definitely not touching anything packers wise i'm not touching anything the division wise uh, when it comes to the NFC North, because it'll all depend on whether or not he's there.
0: Yeah, I I'm totally out on Packers futures, on on uh, their players, on over unders for anything. Because like you know, we're talking about, and we it's not like we we end up have any clue of what the drop off would be. I think we all feel it would be significant going from Aaron Rodgers to a player and Jordan Love ever play in the NFL, but. Uh, you know it could be monumental to drop off for that team for the players all right so you mentioned there Aaron Jones so let's hit on this here Chris so we're looking at you know a lot of markets are you kind of you kind of jump on now early before training camp for injuries you might get a a good number you know NFL rushing and plus receiving yards so these are the all-purpose players that do it both and you know, if you look at the list right now and kind of some of these over-unders, Christian McCaffrey has the highest total, and really an incredible sum, 1850 and a half. I mean, that's a lot of total yards there. Dalvin Cook, 1695 and a half. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 1500 and a half. Saquon, a little over 1500. Jonathan Taylor right there as well. And then you have the Kamaras, uh, Aaron Jones, who you mentioned, Cam Akers, um, as I look at this list, Chris, if I had to pick one of these guys to lead the NFL in rushing and receiving yards and 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 really feel good about it, I, I keep going back to Alvin Kamara, who you know is the do it all guy, who I think is probably as good, if not better, of a pass catcher than he is a running back. He's a pretty good running back. His is at 1450, and I, and I keep coming back to the Saints and what they're going to be offensively and the unknown with whether it's Taysom Hill, whether it's Jameis Winston. And I just feel like Kamara is going to be that safety blanket for whoever the quarterback is. He's going to rack up a bunch of catches. You, you know, Sean Payton's going to going to tell that co- that um, quarterback whoever it is to you know use that guy, make sure we get the easy completions to Kamara. I, I, I love him a- as the guy who could lead the NFL. You know, with the all-purpose yards here.
1: I I do too, and that was uh, my guy, other than Aaron Jones, that I was thinking about, and. The thing about Kamara is in three of the last four seasons, he has gone over that total that you mentioned. And there is in New Orleans, there's a little bit of uncertainty about the quarterback situation that you also mentioned. But uh, the feeling is that if Jameis Winston wins that starting job and he's the primary quarterback, that he will do a better job of utilizing Kamara in the passing game. I don't know if that's necessarily true but that production drops off a lot if Taysom Hill is the quarterback. And there was some interview that that Kamara had done fairly recently, and I think he jokingly said, I'm going to have to have a talk with Taysom Hill, about basically about throwing him the football. Um, I think that's going to even out. Regardless of who the quarterback is, Sean Payton is going to make sure that guy knows that Kamara is an eligible receiver every time and you need to be looking for him. Obviously, he's not going to be your plan A every time. He's not going to be your X receiver every time. But there are going to be a lot of times you're going to want to target him. So I, I think Peyton will make sure that happens. So I'm not as worried about a massive drop-off from Kamara in terms of production there.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not either. I just think he's he's a lock. You know, as long as he's healthy, he's a lock. You know, one that I think is really interesting, um, Chris, in terms of, of the number here, Jonathan Taylor, Colts second year back. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, Fifteen hundred point five yards. If you look at his number last year, I think he was about fourteen sixty eight yards from scrimmage. So I, I think the natural instinct is to say, well, obviously he's you know he's going to get a little bit better. You're, you're not asking for much for him to go to, to go over his number. But but here's what I wonder about with this. So two things. One, Marlon Mack is going to come back at some point here and be part of this Colts running back rotation. And and the other thing that I I, I really wonder about is. So last year, you had you know Taylor had 36 catches, about almost 300 yards, a 92.3 catch percentage. So you know he he made the most of his opportunities, catch the ball in the backfield. But I just wonder you know Naheem Hines, who's kind of that that third down back, if he gets more of those opportunities. And now the Colts, Chris, are going from from um, Philip Rivers, who very accurate short you know short thrower into the flat to running backs to Carson Wentz, who has struggled in the past with kind of those short touch throws. you know, He's more of a guy that likes to throw it down the field, and, and maybe if he gets himself right, he could do some of that. But now, I, I don't love this Taylor number, even though you look at his numbers last year and you say, oh, yeah, he's going to go over it. I, I'm not sure on that. Well,
1: I, I think the only thing they have going for them or the best thing they have going for them, with all the uncertainty with Carson Wentz and how good he's actually going to be, is their offensive line, and they're they're probably one of the top two or three offensive lines in, in the NFL, so I think that's going to help out quite a bit regardless of what they decide to do. It'll help out a ton with the run game for sure, and if Wentz doesn't feel – and, and I, I don't know where his confidence level is, and I think that's a lot to do with it – if he's not very confident, I almost feel – like that plays in Taylor's favor because he's going to check down a ton if that's the case. And he's probably going to find his, his running back a lot, um, you know, a, as this season goes on, if he's not feeling the confidence to go downfield. And I really don't know. I, I don't know, but I I'm with you. I'm, I'm uneasy on the number, but I, 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 I almost feel like I want to go over on this one just because of the things I mentioned, because the offensive line is really good because I think Carson Wentz is probably going to check down a lot. I think that might actually end up being a good bet, even though I'm slightly nervous about it.
0: Chris, are you buying into the uh, Ezekiel Elliott best shape of his life or best shape of recently stories? I mean, we, we do this every time there's a training camp opens up. We have uh-huh. a new player like, Oh, he's in great shape and maybe he is, but I mean, so, sometimes these things don't lie. His number right now is at 1,500 uh, at 0. 0.5. So he used to go over 1,500 yards, basically, and, and you could win the over-under on this. But the trajectory, I mean, it it really is almost a, a straight downward slope. I mean, look at his yards per game rushing since he came in the league. 100.8, 98.3, 95.6, 84.8, 65.3. His yards per reception, almost exactly a downward slope as well 11.3 10.3 74 a little boost up to 78 and then down to 65 it was yards per touch nine three seven one six five nine four point eight. 4.8 can Ezekiel Elliott stave off what looks like you know significant decline
1: yeah and i think it'll help if dak is fully healthy for the entire season or 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 most of the season i think that'll have a a a pretty positive impact on him um, but I'm also worried about the yards from scrimmage, anyway. Because if you do look at the last three seasons, you're right; it's it's been a downward slope. And I know a lot of it is probably the injury um, to Dak from last year. I would stay away from this one altogether. And if but if I'm going to make a play, I'm probably going under on it. I, I think Zeke is good, but we also know the shelf life for a running back who's like him. You know, kind of a power running back who does take a lot of hits. Uh, not very long and then this will be his sixth season in the NFL and he's played with the exception of like it was either 2017 or 2018 where he missed a handful of games he's played pretty much most of the season you know 15-16 games in his career so that's a lot of miles on a running back and at some point that does get to you and it does start to wear you down so that's probably a guy I'm going to stay away from.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, he's at 1,654 touches. You're right. He, Other than the suspension he had in 2017 where he missed a, you know, a handful of games, he's yeah. really never missed time. I mean, 15 last year, 16, 15, 15, and I, I think a couple of those times he was sitting out week 17 because they already had a playoff spot, Clint. So, you know, he's basically been – he's going to post every week, which you appreciate about him, and that helps when you're going to bet over on, you know, total yards. But, yeah, I'm fading Zeke. I'm you're out like to- I am out on Zeke. I'm not betting this one. Not the over with fifteen hundred yards. All right, you know we got to get into the other side. This is a time of uncertainty in the NFL. So many players out there, we think we know, but we don't really know until camp opens. Who's going to surprise? Who isn't? We'll discuss. Joe Giulio, Chris Ranji. This is BeckQl Daily on the BeckQL Network.